My favorite type of beer is IPAs. I can't go wrong with them. I'm li- I like more a hazy, juicy IPA. One of my okay. favorites of all time is probably uh, Sublime, 40 Ounces of Freedom. Uh, you know what? I've been cooking for a long time, and I don't know why, but I love Mexican food. And Mexican food is just like one of those things that you just like really be creative with it. Beats and East the podcast. My name is Old Head Ed. Thank you again for joining us another week. Um, hope you you are all quarantining pretty well, um, maintaining, holding tight, um, waiting for these phases to happen. This is a podcast, you know, focused uh, in South Florida, so we haven't quite gotten into that first phase opening, or we just got first phase. But there's several locations throughout the state that are ahead of us. But needless to say, we're here for your listening pleasure. Hopefully you find this entertaining and educational um, on my part. My guests are always entertaining and educational. And this one is is right in line with everybody else that we've had up to this point. He's uh, he's he's all about the chef life. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, an award-winning chef, a beer enthusiast, a Miami sports fanatic, uh, manager at Strange Beast Beer, the artist formerly known as Mr. PB and J, none other, none other than Alex. Is it Valet or Valle? Valle. Valle. Alex Valle. How are we doing, Alex? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Thank you for having okay. me on. No, it's a pleasure. It's a, it's always a pleasure to talk to homegrown, homegrown folks that are that are doing their thing, that have been doing their thing, and continue to push like this South Florida culture along. Yes, along with providing a, you know a hell of a product. I follow you on IG a couple of weeks back. You posted saying that there were several stickers you had on a, on a door at Strange Beast. Um, Actually, that's my man cave. Oh, is that your man cave? Oh, even better. So yeah. <laughs> a bunch of stickers on your man cave door. And I said, yeah, I got stickers. I want to be able to put mine on a I spot like there. that. Excellent. So I hit you up and you told me, yeah, come through. Either mail them to Strange Beast or come through and drop them off. And I said, you know what? We're quarantining. Uh, beer is essential. I, I need beer, so let's make an essential trip down. I didn't realize it was West Kendall at first, to tell you the truth. It's, it's <laughs> in the no... middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I, you know, I, I get my road dog with me. I, I talk to my homeboy. I'm like, yo, let's go get some beer. He's where are we going? I go, apparently West Kendall. So, <laughs> so we take a drive down there. I, I have the opportunity to meet you real quick. Um, you happen to be there at the store when I pulled up. I sampled the pizza. We'll get into that later. Um, and I, I took a couple of uh, what a couple of four packs with me. Was not disappointed. But yeah, so that's how our story began. But your story began way before that. How did you get into cooking? Well, I got into cooking. I've been in the restaurant industry for. I just hit my twentieth uh, year in the restaurant industry. I started. Oh. I started when I was fifteen years old. I was at. I don't know if you got. It's still open. Taco Rico. In US one, there I was actually at the one that was on one twentieth and uh, right there by the Turnpike in Southwest one twentieth and one seventeenth Avenue. I I started there as a dishwasher, and they saw how good I worked and stuff. And they they at fifteen years old, I moved up from there to fryer to prep, and then I got to one of the headline cooks at fifteen years old. 
And I, I was cooking forever, and then I worked in the industry everywhere you could think of. Cheesecake Factory, B.F. Chang's, uh, Morton Steakhouse, uh, Cine Bistro, uh, I, so many places. I can't even name them all. That's how many places I've worked. I probably worked over 20, 30 jobs of just restaurant industry. That's, wow. that's where I think of. Wow. Um, and then I imagine that um... – being involved with all these different locations, cooking, uh, you know, starting off washing dishes and then learn, getting an appreciation for being on the line and then eventually going from location to location. Do you find it that each place you pick up something that eventually yeah, of you always pick up, pick up little tiny things, little ways how different restaurants work? I've worked from self-owned restaurants to gigantic corporations and you see the little tiny things you pick from each one. And you choose and you're like, okay, yeah, that works. And you, you realize some stuff doesn't work. And you're, a lot of stuff doesn't work. If you look mm-hmm. at restaurants, only 20% of, of 100% of restaurants actually prosper. And, and at times like this, probably like even 10%. Because unfortunately, we're at bad times. But mm-hmm. it's very hard to like maintain a stability that all employees are working great and happy. And that's what we try to maintain at the brewery I'm at right now at Strange Bees. Okay. That's, that's excellent. Um, did you go to school for cooking? Uh, no, I went to Miami Dade for two years, you know, I've been, I've been cooking my whole life. My sister was a great cook and I just, you know, I always just like always saw a dish and just wanted to put my own twist on it. And okay. then I just, I, I realized like, you know, I, the food, it was amazing. And I just wanted to do something different. And I, I learned little things from each restaurant and had like a million, like imagine a cheesecake factory that, that menu is a Bible of, mm, yeah. of stuff. So, like, there's everything you can think of. So, you learn, like, every type of food, and you learn everything, and you learn what foods work with which palate, and which is, like, you know, going to work with this, if it's actually going to work. Like, as, as, as I did with my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, my sandwiches were crazy, but they all worked. And no, if I ever heard somebody say, you know, I didn't like it, I would take it off the menu. But I, in eight years, I never heard somebody say that. Wow. Wow. When, when was the moment that you said, you know what, I think cooking is the thing for me? Well, I was a waiter for a long time, and I still was a waiter when I had the food truck. It was just, like waiting. I'm not gonna lie; is a lot easier than cooking. Cooking is in the heat. If you, like, like the phrase says, and it's a real phrase, is you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Correct. And, and the kitchen is a hard thing to do. It's very stressful. It's 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 a lot of work. But if you love what you do, then you're gonna love you know having, especially owning your own business and doing your own thing. It's just like when you see somebody's face after they eat, you just made this craziest thing, and they just can't stop talking to you how great your item is it makes you feel amazing inside wow yeah i could imagine i could imagine so um so 2012 you decided to get into a food truck yeah i used to have a co-owner his name was paul fernandez he was not in the restaurant industry he was more of an accountant he has a cpa very smart human being he was with the university of miami and he he, he, he actually he actually told me the idea of pb like of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich food truck but he wanted to name it something stupid, and, like, he had, like, a million ideas, but they were all, like, I told him, like, we were sitting at a bar just drinking one day, and he just told me everything about it. I told him, like, 30 things, like, hey, why don't you do this and do this and this and this and this? And he just, then he finally asked me to, to be the, the – to create it. So we, we went to Tampa and got our first food truck. It was a six-by-six six little crack shack of a tr- trailer. That, <laughs> no air conditioning, hardly a fan. It was, it was literally the heat. In Miami, <laughs> and it didn't have a fryer. It was just a griddle, and all we did was make PB and J's and sell sodas and hot dogs, and it worked out. Like the the thing that put me on the map was I got on Deco Drive with that little six by six trailer, 
Wow. Because nobody ever heard of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich food truck in the, in the southern United States. I'm, I still was, for eight years, the only peanut butter and jelly sandwich food concept in the southern United States. Wow. It's a, it's a very unique concept. And I, like they realized that I was making like Cuban dishes and I was making ones after basketball players. And I got on a bunch of TV shows and stuff like that after Deco Drive and Deco Drive put me on the map. Wow, that's dope. That is dope. Um, yeah, and then eventually, and uh, recently, I think you were you were involved with the wine, uh, the wine and food festival. Yeah, I did. Year? I done I done the South Beach Food and Wine Festival the last three years. Um, I I uh, I also did the FIU uh, Food and and Beer Festival, and I won Best Food. Okay. Yeah, I won it for my my which the sandwich I served at the South Beach Food and Wine Festival is called the Havana Bites. Which is Cuban bread, peanut butter, cream cheese, guayaba, and then ham croquetas cooked and smashed in there, and then you cut into little little sandwiches. That's what okay. That's what I caught you preparing in your story on Instagram, and I was so intrigued. I was like, wait, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, I'll tell you this is fire. But in the food truck, we had PB and J PB and J uh, burgers. We had PB and J ones that were like Thai chicken sandwiches. For, we were on the Dan Lebatar show, and we made a uh, – for Dan Lebatar – well, I, this is the way the Dan Lebatar show worked. That I was – my friends hit me up, and they said me, hey, Justice Winslow just was on the Dan Lebatar show. Justice Winslow is the first-round pick for the Miami Heat. He got traded away this year, but he was a first-round pick three years ago, four years ago. And, mm-hmm. and Dan Lebatar, which is a famous uh, ESPN sports broadcaster, asked him to come on the show. So he, said, he found out that he had a weird craving. He goes, what's your weird craving? Dan Levitard asked the justice, and justice said, "I like peanut butter with jalapenos." And just and and Dan Levitard is like, "That's crazy! Nobody <laughs> in Miami will make you this. I don't know what you're thinking." So I started tweeting and going on social media and told all my friends to retweet it that I made a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with jalapenos, and I made a fire sandwich. It was like jalapeno bread, jalapeno jelly, peanut butter, tricolor three color peppers. With uh, chopped jalapenos and chicken sautéed in Tabasco sauce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally fire. Yeah, literally fire. It wasn't actually that spicy because the peanut butter actually mellowed it down, and the jalapeno jelly wasn't. It was like more of a sweet, spicy jelly, so it, okay. mellowed, it mellowed out all the spiciness, and it was really good. It was still spicy, but not crazy spicy because I can't yeah. really take crazy spicy. And the next day, I got a phone call from the Miami Heat. To asking me, hey, would you like to be in the Dan Lebatar show? We want to do something at the stadium. Like if you could come by with your with your tra- with your trailer. I still had the no, I, yeah, no, I had the new food truck. Okay. And I had a, brand, a second food truck. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I want to go by. Of course, I want to do this. They call me 30 minutes later, and they're like, hey, you know, can you feed 250 people? <laughs> and I'm like. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm still working. I when the first three years of the food truck, I'll tell you this: if you ever start a food truck, don't quit your day job. Keep okay. it, and then do the food truck on the side, just because you want that extra income. Because the first few months, you have to introduce yourself to the market. You have to find yourself out there. So it's gotcha. hard to like get out there without a spot and stuff like that. So it, it, like you know, you have to realize it's just like any business. If you start a business, you're gonna you're an entrepreneur. You're taking a risk on yourself. So you realize that hey. This money you're not gonna see for a long time. You gotta expect a year of not making money. You're not yeah. gonna, like you're just trying to get the business paid for. You're, this is a dream, and this is what you. If you believe in your dream, you gotta go for it. 
Yeah, yeah. No, definitely uh, a lot of people find themselves where, like you said, they're starting off, and it'll be years before they get out of the red. Yeah, I got lucky because I got on TV, and, like, I did a concept that nobody ever had. So they, yeah. called, they called me and told me, hey, can you feed 250 people? I'm like, let me see what I can do. And I hired – I got – I had a few employees, and I'm like, come, come help me. And, like, they all could do it. And we fed the 250 employees. We fed the whole Miami Heat organization. We wow. didn't do it. We were on the every, – every day after the show, after a Heat game, they would show the food truck and talk about the Justice Winslow sandwich and all this stuff with Poppy. Poppy okay. did the whole show with us. Wow. What was that experience like? I mean, that's oh, – I, I was already – I was already – I'm a gigantic, gigantic sports fan. I'm a Dolphin. Yeah. This is my 14th year holding Dolphin season tickets. I, okay. I've had hurricane season tickets for 17 years. I've, wow. I, I like – and, and that's, not, that's me paying for it. Before that, when I was a child, I had season tickets. I've had season tickets my whole life. I went to Jason Taylor's last game. I went to Dan Marino's 4, 420 touchdown game. Like, I've, I've, I'm Miami sports. And when I had – the opportunity to do that with Dan Levitard, Justice, and Poppy, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, I can imagine. Oh, by the way, uh, I mean, we'd be remiss to say R.I.P. Don Shula. Um, I, that... I actually, I actually have stories about Shula. Um, really? Um, What's your favorite peanut butter sandwich? Don't, don't tell me you have a peanut butter sandwich story. Oh no, no, no. He never, okay, came, okay. he never came to the truck. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I worked for him. I worked really? for Shula Steakhouse for three years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I worked at Shola's Steakhouse while wow, the first three years while I was having the truck. And I worked at Shola's Steakhouse for three years. And um, one time I went to like a, tr- a trade show and, and Shula was a speaker. And I went to the trade show and like uh, he spoke and it was a great, he did an awesome speech and stuff. And then I like, I went downstairs and I was, I was going to the car, but like I always bring like, I have a lot of autographs, I collect autographs. I probably have like 500 autographs. And, nice. And I had a football in the car and I, I, I didn't have a Don – at that moment, I, the only Don Shula I had autograph I had, was, which is an amazing autograph I have, I have a poster that is the his his championship – like, it's a it's a famous poster, but not, mine's very unique, that it's his game that he won his all-time winning record for uh, wins against, gotcha. the, against the Eagles, but it's signed by the whole 94 team. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. I, I have that, but I, I, I had that forever, and I never actually met Don Shula. I had bought that when I was a kid with my – Allowance money. And <laughs> I, I I see Don Shula and he comes, he's still in the wheelchair and he comes downstairs and I run full speed to the car because I want the football. And it's the only time I'm going to see the guy and I'm running full speed back to him. And, he, and the whole security's like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, no, sorry, sorry. I was just running the car. I wanted to get over here before he left. I'm like, Don, man, I'm the biggest fan. Like, can you sign me a football? And he signed the football, wrote Hall of Fame, 97, Don Shula. Wow. Wow, that's something else, man. That is something else. That's that's. I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of sports enthusiasts, and I don't know if they ever get to the point where they find themselves in a situation where they could run up on Don Shula. And I imagine you say he's in a wheelchair; he can't he can't move that fast. But I no, but he, I had, to... he had like four security guards around him. <laughs> yeah, he had his own offensive line. No, I thought I thought I was gonna get tasered. <laughs> Uh, and you don't mess with the Don, you know what I mean? No, no, no. You don't mess with the Don. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so, man, so you you have a, a serious amount of involvement with with sports, with uh, with cooking down here in South Florida in general. Uh, I have two sons who are Heat fans, and I, I go through the punishment at least once a year of watching the Knicks lose down here. Um, and uh, but I mean, hey, it's it's all for the love of the game. Man, um, I feel bad for you, bro, being a Knicks fan. <laughs> 
Thank, I thank you, thank you. And you know what? And I'm, I, I think I'm a glutton for punishment too because you, you know, we mentioned Dan Levitard, and um, as as religiously as I watched his show when it aired uh, up until you know recently, um, I, I knew that it was coming. There was going to be some Knicks abuse. That was like that was right there with uh, videos of people of you know riding a bike off a cliff or something like that. Like that was it was staple. So I'd sit there and I enjoyed his his brand of news telling. Um, and information, and then the, the host, the co-host he had, and the guests. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of felt the way whenever he would mention the Knicks. You know what I mean? But I put myself. Well, at through. least you got Stu Gods, bro. Stu yeah, Stu Gods loves the Knicks <laughs> and the Jets. Shouts to Stu Gods. But um, but yeah, man, it's it's kind of tough that we're in the predicament we're in now. Because, you know, considering like I was saying, considering that the Heat were were poised. Uh, to make something happen, like yeah, they were... I see, I see their poise. I don't know about like doing a big splash, like until they get a right. second, like somebody big in there. Because unfortunately, the Heat—they're a well-balanced team, but they're—they're they're not. I don't see them as a contender for the championship, especially when you have teams with like the Lakers, the Lakers, and and teams like that. They were going to destroy the, the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even no. fair. <laughs> it's true. And I wonder how that feels like from like 2010 to what, uh, 2014? I actually went to um, uh, game five when LeBron went to his first championship. I won his first championship. I was there in the building. Wow. That is so dope. Yeah. I, paid, dope. I paid almost $450 for uh, almost upstairs. Damn. But being in the building oh, is, no. is what matters. Like, one of the greatest experiences I ever had in my life. I, I literally walked. I, I, I saw the whole championship thing, all the confetti, stayed there for like an hour and a half. And then I walk outside the stadium, and it's complete anarchy. Like, there's people on top of the, the railroad rails. And, like, my, I'll stay at my friend's house in Brickle, and we were both wasted because we just won. Like, we're going to get wasted. I don't care how much money we're wa- wasting. I already spent 450 bucks on a ticket. I'm going to get wasted. So yeah. we, were, we had a, a championship, like a, a heat flag, and we ran from the stadium all the way to Brickle, going through cars, just drunk as shit, running full speed the whole time. No, <laughs> and it's not close. It's like a good three no. miles away. No. Enough to get winded, but you oh, guys no, we made just, it. We were just so pumped, and we couldn't stop. And everybody just outside their cars, high fiving us. We're jumping on top of people's beds of their trucks with everybody. Like just the best thing ever. What a vibe! That's that's what I would describe as a vibe for sure. So let's uh, let's talk strange beasts. So how do you find yourself at strange beasts now? So I worked, I, I worked at food truck forever, right? And I, 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 uh, I actually was the first food truck ever at Lincoln's Beard Brewing. I don't know if you ever been there, but that's yes. that's our part. That's our first brewery. The two owners, okay. Todd and John, are they, they originally had six owners, and then uh, uh, John and Todd split off, and they did Strange Bees. But before that, like I, John was always the head of everything, and I had like read an article about uh, Lincoln's Beard Brewing. This is probably like five years ago. And uh, I, I sent them a email or a message on Facebook. Back then, there wasn't even—I don't even think there was DMs. So I'm like, mm. I, I, I sent them a, a message on Facebook, and I'm like, hey, um, you know, I have a food truck. Like, I saw you're a brewery. You don't have a kitchen. Like, would you like me to be there? And he told me that he was having tacos and tattoos there, and tacos and tattoos are fire yeah. shit. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. blame you. And he's like, oh, and he, but he's like, oh, but they're not gonna be here for a while. So you want to stay in there? They didn't build all their stuff for like six months. So I was the first food truck, only food truck there for six months, banking off Lincoln's. And John saw that I'm the type of person that I will always be there on time. I'm the always punctual. I, that's one thing in life that if you ever want to make something successful, don't bullshit people and don't be a liar and don't be off time. Because 
Now all you're doing is hurting your credibility. I was always on time. Oh, if I say I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. I don't care if I'm not going to make money. If I promise you I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. I'm a man of my word. So that's, John realized that. And I had the food truck there like on and off for four years. And John, John, we were, he asked me if I wanted to be the, uh, he saw my work ethic and he saw how long I've been in the business. He asked me if I wanted to be the GM of strange bees. I go, I don't know, man. I saw the food truck. And then somebody offered me, uh, somebody offered me a great price for the logo, the name, everything for the food truck. I, I, and I'm like, you know what? It's a great opportunity. I have a great job to go towards. And it's, it, uh, it's, it's eight years of doing a food truck in Miami heat. It's a lot on your body. So, mm. and, you know, like I said, cooking is a lot. And I'm like, you know, I still love, I still cook. I still do stuff all day long. But I, I realized that you could be less on your body and straining yourself of years of your life. And I can still make a bank off, like, you know, getting the name, having a great job and yeah. doing stuff like that. So now that, like, the South Beach Food and Wife also, even though I don't have Mr. PB&J anymore, they still want me for next year because they know how great of a, a chef I am. So I'm gonna just go under my chef name when I do that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get creative one day and uh and and try that uh try that 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 mixture you made with the croquetas and the Fire. the cream. Fire. Yeah, that's something else. Um, so Strange Beast located in West Kendall. That's it in one five two. We've been open since June thirtieth. We opened on June thirtieth. We are the the second brewery that's owned by Lincoln's Beer Brewing. We are a different concept. Our concept is uh, Kyojin Art which is like like Godzilla, King Kong, all those Japanese arts that are monsters. That's what our, our, our brewery is about. We love art. We're, we're like, if you had Wynwood in West Kendall. Yeah, the mural on the side of the building is there. That's I took a, a picture high of school teacher. That's a high school teacher at Ferguson, uh, Derek Wilson. Amazing wow, artist. He does a bunch of things. He's, one of the things he loves to do is his speed racer. He is a badass artist. And you got monster beers. You got monsters on the wall. You got monster beers, and you got monster pizza. While I was waiting on my order, I could, you know I said, "Man, I'm, I'm in West Kendall. I'm already here. Let, let's let's jump on a pizza, see what it tastes like." And and I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, I I think I was on the fence about whether I should put the truffles on it or not. I wasn't sure. And you kind of told you kind of give me the rundown flavor, a little bit. But on truffles is just one of those things that I had a, a special jar that my friend hooked me up with. Truffles are a very mm. unique thing. Like you can't, you only can find them in Italy, and you have to use either a pig or or a, a, a special trained a basset hound to find it. That's why they're so unique really? and super hard to find and very expensive. It's like caviar. Yeah, I mean the, the method. I I never knew that. So your 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 methods for finding these truffles is pigs or a real real well trained dog. That's something and else. Only in never Italy. heard of that. Ain't that something? Northern or southern? You said northern. Was it northern? You said I don't know. I don't know what part of Italy. I know oh. it's in the forest of Italy. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Hey, man. Hey, listen. Uh, we I always I always appreciate new information. I'm sure my listeners do too. We got a lot more to talk. We left off on the strange beast. We got into a little bit of beers, but there's a whole other segment for that. So um, stick around. Bruce Beast and Eats. I got Alex with me. Strange Beast. This is happening. Beast and Eats the podcast. Yes, I am still old head ed. I still got Alex with me. Strange Beast representing. We already talked about how Alex found himself in this situation. We t- we talked about his uh, his magical concoctions when it came to peanut butter and jelly. 
uh, his his seeing of a void and and filling that void when Justice Winslow said he liked a, a certain type of peanut butter and jelly, and he made that happen. And all, and also his fandom of just South Florida sports and just being South Florida through and through. This segment here, we discuss my guest's beer tastes. Again, this is uh, this is being recorded through phone. We're, we're following all social distancing rules, but we're still going to talk beer. So I know earlier Alex said he was having a, uh, a, a hazy IPA. I recently found out that Strange Beast has released uh, three new beers this week. But before we get into that, I'm going to ask Alex. Alex, your earliest beer memory. I don't even know. Polly. <laughs> I don't remember my earliest beer That's memory. What you drink beer. I do remember trying to when I was like fifteen, going to like the quickie shop and asking people to like buy me beer. Yes, classic, classic move. move. Classic you move. You know what the funny story is? That Strange Beast is one of the first, like one of the first places I actually bought beer by myself. It wasn't our brewery. Our, our, it's funny the story behind the spot that's Strange Beast because Strange Beast. Okay. I am actually there's a high school right next to Strange Beast. It's called Felix Varela High School. And I, w- okay. I am the first graduating class ever of that high school in 2003. And in, in wow. 2001, I'm there at Strange Beast, but it was a Quickie Mart back in the day. And the Quickie Mart used to be owned by this Indian guy that would sell illegal alcohol to minors. Yes. <laughs> They're no, everywhere. Dude. They're and everywhere. You know, it's one of those things that like, hey, you know that spot that always sells to minors? That's the spot that everybody went to. But it's one of those spots that, Every time you leave, you get pulled over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Strange Beast was one of those spots, but you didn't know how crazy it was because if you go to Strange Beast now, you see there's a second floor. But if you went there back in the day, the whole first floor was like a like a gas station, all one like you know those those lights with those stupid uh, square uh, fake tile roofs and stuff. But yeah, nobody knew. Yeah. That they were having illegal gambling in the second floor. No, yes. it was some freaking like prohibition shit in there. Wow, and the guy used to sell drugs out of the back too. Bro, so the least of their worries was yeah. giving a minor like, out. Oh, we're like not breaking the law that bad when we we're just selling drugs and doing a, a freaking illegal gambling upstairs. <laughs> oh man, that's a hey, listen. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Miami. The epitome of Miami, bro. Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, like you can that do is hilarious. Tours West Kendall. That's gonna be the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely one of the spots. <laughs> No, it was it was on so, Only in Dave the other day that they posted it on the main page of Only in Dave because they just posted the front of our place because it used to be the old quickie spot that everybody used to get their beer from. Wow. Okay, I got you. I see. Well, since we're talking about Strange Beast now, what used to be the quickie store was Strange Beast now. Talk to me about these three beers you guys just recently yeah, dropped. so we just dropped three new cans. So happy about them. We're very blessed to actually have cans. The first one... It's called Fully Stocked Grocery Store. And we did that because we actually fully stocked the beer. We're lucky. And John likes to make stories with his beers and stuff. And he creates these awesome things. Okay. He actually did this with 500 pounds of guayava. Real fresh guayava from Homestead. It's a guayava brand new sour. We were probably going to be sold out in like four days. That's how fire this thing is. We sell out. Our Damn number one beers we sell out of is IPAs and sours. And sours, we're okay. like... We just made a one before this. It was called Yum Yum Mango Sour. Oh, my God. So great. Now, don't be wrong. Like, some sours are very – like, I like sour. I like I actually like the more sour. This one's more of a juicy sour. So it's more of – you get the more of the the, the guayaba. The other one we came out okay. with is a um, 
It's a Czech Pilsner, which a Pilsner, it, it, they say Pilsner is like Heineken, but Heineken is a different category of Pilsners. It's a whole different world of Pilsners. Pilsners are more crisp, clear, yeah. like a like a blonde ale. So we came mm. up with a new one, and it's very crushable. It's one of those, like, I'm on the beach, chilling in the sand, hot as shit, and going to crush a beer. Nice. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add that to the uh, bruised beast and eats vocabulary. That crushable, I like yeah, that. I'm gonna oh, use that. Oh, oh, that's oh, one of our favorite words over there. We love a crushable nice. beer because we nice. go to the beach all the time and we're like, damn, this one's nice. You know why? Because you could crush it in five seconds. Yeah, it, it, it's the beer that doesn't stand yeah, a chance. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's like an IPA, which are double IPA, delicious, super smooth, not too hoppy, great double IPA. But it, 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 it like if I'm gonna I'm gonna sip on that. I'm not gonna do like a crush. Gotcha. Yeah. But like we all have gotcha. we have them in stock right now. We are, we're re- fully stocked and ready right now. But I'll tell you this: we do sell out very fast. Uh, we do have uh, we just actually got a crawler machine, which we didn't have before okay. this thing started. Okay. We got it through the coronavirus. Okay. So we got lucky, and we had uh, we were we were we were already planning to get the crawler machine, and then the corona thing happened, yeah. and it, it was just pure luck. So we got lucky on that one. Let's get into um. So what do you? What's your beer of choice nowadays? You know what I like. I always just go with my company's beer, which is Lawyers Don't Surf. That's our our staple beer. We call it Lawyers Don't Surf. Okay. It's a juicy hazy IPA. It's uh very delicious, not too hoppy, but it it, it has a hop bite to it. So it's not. But I, I just hate when it's too hoppy. It's why it's a medium balance mm. of everything, and uh, they call it Lawyers okay. Don't Surf. So have you ever seen the movie Point Break? There's a part, there's this one yes. guy, like, in the beginning of the movie, Keanu Reeves is, like, you know, trying to become a surfer, and there's this one hippie guy just Johnny out of nowhere, goes, bro, lawyers don't surf, and that's, that's, that's the <laughs> only line the guy had in the whole movie. <laughs> Cut the check. Cut the check. I'm you know what, I got beers that came yeah. after me, I have things to do. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I'm saying, the guy that went there, he said that one line, that was it, you know, he's, you know, he had to be a SAG member. To have that the one and line in the movie. Because if you don't say nothing, you don't get shit. Don't so, serve. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but we're actually in the in this in the phase of building a third brewery. We're building a, a speakeasy. It's gonna be called Maxwell House. It's gonna be a, it's, it's actually a Max. It's gonna look like a clo- it's gonna be a Maxwell clothing store. It's gonna look like a clothing store outside, and when and when you walk wow. in, it's gonna be twice the size of our brewery. And have an ice cream shop inside of it. No, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but we actually are are co-owners of an ice cream shop too. That it's called Sweet Melody. It's th- two shops over from ours, and it's uh, a creamery. Okay. It's one of the only one of the like like there's not many creameries in Florida, and they actually they, you can't uh, yeah they have a ventanita like a coffee shop in Miami. You, they, I saw the people. I was wondering what the yeah, people were lining up for just a couple blocks over. Fire as hell. They wow. need office themed ice creams. They just made made one called Cree. Like I don't know if you watch The Office, but Creed's uh, Peach Cobbler. The other one was called um, Double Fudge Angela, and it has Kevin on it. Like they cool guy. His name is Mike. Mike. He named the, the company Sweet Melody uh, because his daughter's named Melody, and and he's the picture and, okay. and the logo of the thing. Nice, nice. I, I myself haven't. I mean, I've watched a couple episodes of The Office. Uh, my older son. A uh, big fan. He's always, you know, going uh, back and revisiting. You watch it, bro. You I got to, to and I'm working. Forget about the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna get along just fine, man. That's gonna. I think the first part's gonna be harder to do than the second, honestly. But uh, no, and it's it's crazy. I mean, that's I, most people would say, and there's been plenty of times where people have approached me. Like my sons tell me, he's like, "Hey, 
you know, it's a new year. It's a new, you you know, new season. You, you, you have know, time you, right you can grab it. Watch watch yeah. <laughs> I'm going to so, say, all right, so I'm going to put community. I'm going to put community on hold for now because that's what I was on right now. It just, it, it, it gets too much after like the fourth season, fifth season. It gets really, really too much. Yeah. But it's Dan Harmon. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. The guy created Rick and Morty, so what do you expect? Yeah. But yeah. no, Rick, hey, so that's great. But the season, they, the last season is horrible. The last episode's all right, but the last season's just horrible. Was it? Okay. Well, I guess spoiler alert. I mean, I don't know. It's too late. The, 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 the show's come and gone, so there's really no, no spoiler alert. It's just spoiler me being alert. slow. Like, you make your own judgment <laughs> and you think it's spoil like what's happening. I won't do yeah, that. Yeah, and right. spoil shit is an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, true, Fact. true. And they don't deserve to uh, to be around good people no, drinking no, good no. beer. Like, stop listening to us right now. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's see how the membership <laughs> does. But, um... <laughs> All right, so we did, oh, did we talk about the, um... Uh, not, you mentioned Nothing Matters also, right? The yeah, one with the third beer that was, IPA. uh... That's the double IPA. Okay. Um, funny thing, um, IPAs, to me, and I've told this story plenty of times on the show, um, when I first started doing this podcast... A little over a year ago, I, I figured, you know, I'll try a little bit of everything. And there was very few IPAs that I actually said, you know what, I could have that again. As the time went on, I, that that number went from, you know, what I could just count on one hand to maybe two hands. But there's still on occasion I find myself where there's, there's IPAs that have, they're a little too bitter. They, they yeah, last too long and it, it kind of... Towards, towards the juicy IPA. Don't get me wrong. I love that bitter so taste, but I like sour it. candy. It's like, floor your palate. I hate stouts. I hate porters. I really, I, I, I don't, I can't drink them. I, I don't, but, but the thing yeah. is, I'm not a coffee drinker. I never drink, I, I might sound that, hyper. I might sound like I'm. Wait, 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 wait. You, okay. Uh, are you yeah, from Cuban descent and you no, don't drink coffee? I think it tastes like dirt. We, somebody, ring, ring, ring a bell, ring a bell. Somebody, we found them. We Yo, found them. Motherfuckers right here. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because I'm not Cuban. But I don't drink coffee either. I I, I, I just I don't see I don't I'm see the need. Hyper already to drink that shit. And you know what? The fact that you recognize that or you realize it, that's a good thing. You're you're self aware. You're self aware like level eleven. So you know I'm that you don't all my that. things. Like I don't drink vodka. I haven't drank vodka in like fifteen years. I just wow. realized that I've okay. never been that drunk ever time ever any time in my life unless I was on vodka. Ah, uh, like, okay. Like There's stupid. something about. So I, I, that's why like I haven't drank vodka in fifteen years. Last time I looked stupid it was like. 17 years ago, and it was because of vodka. Wow. And you don't want to break the streak. I mean, 17 years is a long it's time, like, man. I don't eat Taco Bell. It's probably been like 15. I don't blame you there either. It's been no, a while Taco since I had Taco like Bell. Yeah. Hey, listen. Um, not that I was expecting them to sponsor this thing, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm Damn, with you. they're going to fucking do us. So, yeah, man. We got uh, we got Alex to talk about beers. He, he schooled us on beers. One quick thing. You, you, you're talking about sours. Now, I know sours, uh, they're sour beers. I learned this recently. Shouts to my man, Dave. Uh, Dave Rodriguez from Winwood Brewing. I spoke to him sometime last year. Oh, yeah, cool dude, man. Cool dude. He just got to he just got to Winwood. And he wasn't working there before. So um he put me onto the whole sour thing and how sour is pretty much yeah. a bacteria. And the fact that you have you know, you got to be very careful with sours because you can go from making one sour to your whole brand being sour if you don't maintain the you know, yeah, the cleanliness. That and um there's other ones that are called Wild Sours, which there's a new brewery called Unseen Creatures. It's right down the street from Lincoln's Beard, and they make a lot of Wild Sours, okay. but it's a wild fermentation of the mold. So, like, okay. I actually, Got you. Um, before this whole thing happened, in January, I went to Europe for the first time, and I got to visit one of the most famous Wild Sour uh, breweries, which is uh, Cantian. 
Cantian is Cantian is in Brussels okay. and he's super like very random and like in a farmhouse in the middle of like Brussels uh, and close to downtown but not that close. And the way they make every every barrel because it's a wild fermentation, they use the same way they brew every single beer. But the thing is that the fermentation always changes every single time. So mm. every every single bottle mm. you buy from there is unique to its own beer. And sometimes That's, you get a soft bite, like, sometimes you yeah. get a strong bite. It's just one of those things. But wow. they just they just almost perfected it to the, the point that they just realized that their beer is just that amazing. People go all around the world wow. and these, these bottles are sold for lots of money in the black market because they're that's just that amazing. One day, one day I'll get to that boss oh, level yeah, for God, sure. Brussels was amazing. We went to we went to um Delirium too. Delirium Delirium is just okay. a party. It's like ten, ten little tiny Dope. rooms all built into this gigantic block. Yeah. Really? They do they, they're the ones yeah, that do the tremens, right? Tremens. Nocturnal. They do a sour, but the sour you only can get there. They do a bunch of stuff, but it was okay. amazing. Dope. Alex, man, I felt like you put us on to so much. Uh, we talked beers. We talked your early beer memories. Uh, we talked what you're drinking nowadays. And we even ran down what everybody should go and get, like, ASAP over from Strange Beast. Max. Three new beer drops. What more do you need? What more do you need? So we're going to wrap up the beer segment, which is the brews, and then we're going to get into the beats. What our guest listens to. So you guys stick around. I got Alex with me. It's still O-Head at Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast. Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast. And yes, we have reached the beats portion. Uh, this is where we take a dive into my guests' uh, musical taste. Uh, what they like, what they don't like, uh, what they used to listen to. What are they listening to now? These are the hard-hitting questions we ask in this segment. Let's get into it. Alex, uh, early uh, early musical influences. Uh, maybe, you know, the first time you heard a song that you're like, man, you know, I like this. This is like my choice. I know we grow up, you said you're Cuban. We grow up in a household where our parents, you know, music is, is a staple in the houses, especially on weekends when mom is cleaning and, and getting you involved. And so there's always, yeah. music, there's always music around. Do you remember what was the first type of music that you heard that you're like, yeah, this is different from what I'm used to hearing, but this is more me. Well, I've always like I like you know you hear what your mom hears and you're like oh I don't really like this and nowadays you're like damn that's a great music because you, you know you realize that your parents are right in the way true true but like you know Santa Cruz you can't go wrong with that and like I my mom but the thing is all I would hear was Spanish music and I'm like I don't want to hear this anymore like so I would yeah. put like back in my days it was Magic 102.7 that's the mm. only other radio station you'll let me listen to that was English okay and, and it was just oldies and like. You know, you can't go around James Brown, the Beatles, Elvis, and stuff like that. And yeah. that's why, you know, I, I I realized that I just like Americana music. Mm, because okay. I was just always raised, like, I have to eat Cuban food every single day of my life. I have to do this Spanish, 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 Spanish. And I'm just like, I want to eat mashed potatoes and burgers and listen to Elvis and stuff like that. What's the pot roast? Yeah, <laughs> like, stuff like, like, I never got to eat. I'm like, now I want to eat all the time because I never got to, like, to take advantage of it. <laughs> So I, I love stuff like that, but you know, I one of the first albums I've ever like bought in cassette was probably like Criss Cross or Gotcha. Um, one of my first uh CDs was Green Day Dookie. I love okay. that album, that okay. was like classic, you know, Sublime, you can't go wrong with that. I've always had the cassettes of those. I actually had a uh, little Richard 
cassette, and I loved that when I was a kid. Really? Wow. Richard, man, because he just, like, he could do a bunch of things, but you know, he, he was like a cocaine or something, so that's why he explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Wababa Lubop himself. Do a bumper too. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and James Brown, apparently. Yeah, facts.com. <laughs> but yeah, you know. I love stuff like that, and then I just started really getting to like I heard hip hop, and I'm just like I, I heard like I always loved Trick Daddy and Eminem, and and then I I like I remember when I when I was like like ninety like after Tupac died, I had the greatest hits album, I had the double the double album, and I mm. had the like um, all the Tupac albums and the Biggies, and you just like you I thought I thought I was a gangster when I was a young kid, and you know we all we all, we all did that when we were in Miami, so like. We we grow up and learn better, and like you know, I I love Nas and everybody like that, just like like lyricalist. I love storytellers. Yeah. I love people that like just tell you a story while they're they're rapping and just like wow, how did you just yeah. tell me this? I can picture in my head what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, Nas. I mean, Nas is one, amongst one of the greats when it comes to that. Um, even with the um, uh, when when I think of Nas and storytelling. Uh, I mean, almost every every album had at you know at least one uh, song that was actual. Like you're sitting there listening to an audio movie. A rewind is one of my favorites of all time. Wu Tang, that's storytelling right there. They're telling us what, what they lived through, and like I can feel it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I grew I, up I on the crime side. What they're saying. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's and it's all digestible. Like you can make it out what they're saying and it's 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 a look into their world definitely yeah definitely um and then so you got into a uh, biggie uh eminem, eminem I, I love my whole life i still have every album till this day really? okay i know I get you... he's angry and stuff like that and, you know but he's just the best lyric list like mm. like yeah. no one can make lyrics like that off the top of their head hmm yeah, he he was known for freestyle. I mean, that's how he got into the position he was in to get with Dr. Dre. So it was the the freestyle battle he did out west. Uh, I think it was Rap Olympics. Yeah, the and, Rap Olympics. He got second place. Yeah, which yeah, which he didn't win. But uh, you know, he just happened. Uh, I think the story was that uh, somebody approached him about a CD, and he's like, "Yeah, here, you know, you're not gonna have your CD." And he wasn't really like, he was still kind of in the vibe of like, "I lost. I came out here. I don't have much, you know." To my name and I, I made this trip made the effort i lost somebody approaches him and he's like yeah here sure and he kind of like brushes him off and it turns out to be someone that's related to uh jimmy ivine i guess so it's crazy it's it's <coughs> that's how life works um you can't go wrong with the chili peppers okay um, yeah I've had, i was never big on the chili peppers but i've had people sell me on them like they've told yeah. me like story and i find that i find that um even if there's artists that i was never a big fan of that once I hear their story or that, you know, how they came about, I'm so much more interested in that and, and eventually their personalities as opposed to their music. So their music is secondary, but yeah, it's crazy. Some of the stories that these people go, things they go through to, to be creative, you know, or take a chance on being a creative, you know? Yep. Um, what's something you play? Let's say you're, you know, you're in the kitchen, you, you feel like trying something new, you're experimental. You want to come up with a, uh, Peanut butter and jelly sandwich with croquetas and cream cheese. Like, what's something you would bump? Well, I don't know because I put my my stuff on just random, and like I have a bunch of genres of music. I'm like, I love country music. And okay, it's little, and it's it's a weird genre, but I love it. It's not like the way it used to be. It's more about like 
going outside, being in your truck, drinking with your girl and having a great time. Like you can't get mad about that. No, for sure. I mean, it's, it's pretty much another version of what everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't get mad about that. I'm doing the same shit. The similarities are there. It to me, cool. I, I feel it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, another another people I love 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 is Jungle. I don't know if you ever heard of Jungle, but they're always like they just the most like if if you ever have a chance to just just look up Jungle, and it's okay. one of those things that you can listen like you're like okay damn this song is good. I wonder if this next song and it's just one of those things you can listen to the whole album. And it's just the most like if, I don't know if you anybody here smokes pot, but I do. I like okay. it high, and it's just the most mellow, but like. Up tone beat like I got the, I got I, I got lucky because my friends showed it to me randomly. We were going to do a beer trip of Asheville, and they're like, "Hey, I don't know if you know about Jungle. I don't. If you told me to go to a concert, I don't care what I I'll go to any concert. I don't care what music it is. I'm the type of person that I like to be the judge of my like environment and like I like to go see it myself. And like yeah. if somebody if my friend told me it's awesome and stuff, I'm gonna go say it. And then I'll be like after the concert, I'll be like, "Yo, dude." Thanks a lot for that bullshit ass concert. Or I'd be like, yo, that's fucking amazing. And the, and the thing is, I, I, I'll try to learn songs before too. That I'm the type of person that if I'm if I got bought tickets to a concert, hey, you know, hey, I'm going to this concert. Like, I got a ticket. You want to go? I go. Okay, I'll listen to like three other albums, and I listen. Yeah. To, I I'll listen to each album like three times, just to make sure that like you know maybe I missed something. Because yeah. like I'm not. I never another best judge of character. Maybe I I missed something like. One of the first albums that I really missed on the first time I heard it, and I bought it the first day it came out, was the first Kanye album. It was more of a gospel album. I'm like, this is kind of different. I don't know what to feel about this. I'm like, it's good, but it's like, am I getting a sermon? Is this hip hop? Is this, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. And I had to well, look yeah, at that album a few times, and I'm like, this is amazing. It's it's a piece of art. It's yeah, like, that's it's a piece of art. You look at it, and you're like, I don't know what it makes me feel. And you just keep looking at it, and you're like, just make me feel something. And when you feel something, you know that that, that, that the artist did something. And that's what the artist was trying to do. No, definitely. And and I mean, it's hard not to avoid that that first assessment or having that uh, that thought on your first assessment of it. Because, I mean, when Jesus Walks is, you know, a lead song, a lead single off the album, it, you know, you kind of do get caught at a point where you're like, wait a minute, what is this? It seems gospel-y, but it has some undertones of what I'm used to hearing. Well, I, think, I, th- I, thought, I thought the first one was um, the one the airport. What's it called? Um, oh, All Falls Down. Yeah, that's his first song that he came out with. That okay, that was the first single I think. Yeah, but I think the and then one Jesus Walks came after, walk. and then and then the workout one. Yes, yes. I think there was one more. No, no wait, wait. You know what? Actually, let, let's go back. I, I I'm slipping here. Through the wire was the very first through video. The wire, that's what I'm talking about. The one in the airport. Yeah, and, and no, well, no, that's no. Uh, through the wire was when it was. Um, it's a bunch of video clips of of him in Chicago and and like yeah, it was, but he's it's, in the hospital bed and then he goes. Yeah, and he's in the airport part too. There's a bunch. Of, no, which is the one with the airport then? It's oh. all falls down. You had oh, it right. It's the yeah, all falls see, down. Boom, right. He goes through the metal detector. He's laying yeah, down. Okay, okay, okay. It all falls down. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely. I find it a lot of times too where I come across an album and on first try, first listen, I realize that there's a lot of times where I'm just not ready to receive certain information. And eventually you find yourself in a place where you're like, okay, no, I get it now. And this is actually pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'll tell you this. That Jungle album is one of those things that like you just listen to and you're like, 
okay, this is writing, like, this is just mm. music, like, you can tell. Mm. And you realize they're a big band? So I got the, I got the chance, luckily, that I went to Asheville, like, randomly, and, they, and my friends are like, oh, you wanna buy, we're gonna go to this concert, Jungle, do you wanna go? And there's like, a small venue, like, Revolution Live, and I'm like, uh, yeah, of course I want to go. And I kept listening to music. I'm like, this music's amazing, man. It's just so chill, but like, it's like sublime-ish, but like, these guys are just singing and it's, it's great. It's super chill, but like, really up-tempo. I'm going to have to get into that. I'm definitely going to have to get into it's, that. It's sure. one of those things, and I saw them live, and it, was even, it just made me even more of a believer. Okay. Was that the, was that the last concert you no, went to? So, oh, I was just about to tell you, the last concert I went to, which is kind of like, they're kind of like jungle. They're like okay. that too. Um, but um, I got to see um, Milky Chance in Brussels. Milky Chance. They're, Never okay. heard of them. Milky Chance has a, they have one of these songs. It's like, like you know, like indie rock. But it's one of those songs that you hear everywhere. Like everybody like always tell me they're like Milky Chance. I don't know who that is. And I show them like four songs. They're like, oh man, I've heard all these songs. <laughs> <laughs> and and as well. I, was, I was literally because I'm one of those type of people that I, I like. Unfortunately, right now my birthday was last Thursday, and I had a trip planned that I was gonna go to Denver for the first time, and I was gonna go when, last Wednesday to I was supposed to come back yesterday, and I was supposed to go see the Who, I was supposed to go see Gabriel Iglesias Fluffy, go do a comedy thing, and I was wow. supposed to go to I was supposed to go to a Rockies game. All that got wow. fucked by that corona shit. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's how I am. I don't care. Like, I, I every time I go somewhere on the trip, I look up, I go see where I'm at, and I see if there's any concerts there. So, okay. milky chance, I'm there, and I, I, went to, I went to a trip right before this corona thing hit, like in January. And I got lucky, because I've never been in Europe, and I really went, I planned this trip a year ahead. And we, my girlfriend and me, we went to France. We went to Paris. We were there for two days. Had an amazing time with the catacombs, all this stuff. And... We were supposed to see Milky Chance there, and we missed out. And so we're in Brussels, and we were just wandering the streets. Brussels is just a maze of bars and, and randomness. It's like literally if you're in downtown, just turn a corner and have fun. If wow. You like, if you like hole-in-the-wall bars and, like, getting lost, they go to Brussels. <laughs> but the thing is, all you do is you look down a hallway, and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of people there. I want to see what they're doing. And... We were we saw a bunch of people online and, I, and 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 then I'm like I didn't even look like an amphitheater and I'm like who what are you guys looking for and they're like what are you standing in line for and they go Milky Chance I go babe this is literally the concert I went to go to yesterday and then uh, some guy some scalper guy which is crazy in Brussels they're so nice they're like the guy the guy goes to me oh uh, forty bucks I go dude let me go inside and see how much the tickets are and the tickets are like I say like sixty and I go dude I, I'll give you. I'll give you thirty bucks right now. No, I'll give you thirty bucks right now. And, but like, how am I supposed to trust that you're gonna give me? Like, he's like, "Oh, I'll take it." And I go, "How am I supposed to trust you?" He goes, "Look, you keep the money, take the tickets, go inside, and then come back outside and pay me." <laughs> yo, yo, that's scalper warning. That's so, in Miami. That shit's not working. No, no, yo, you won't find it. He went through the back door, left the emergency exit. <laughs> Yo, that's the first time I ever had a scalper hit you with a refund policy. Yo, like really? Like you're just gonna <laughs> let me take your tickets and just walk in with my money? Like how you know I'm gonna come back Yo. out? <laughs> but you see, I'm a man of my word, and I came back out. Thank you. Yeah, and see, and that's that I believe. And that's how Europe is. 
I, well, and I believe that that's the way the universe works out because you're a man of your word and this is why you find yourself in a predicament where, you know, you missed the show the night before, you find yourself in this place, and that's all yeah, connected. Yeah, you know, it's just good karma. Exactly, exactly. Dope, dope, man. Alex, man, we talk music. You put me on to Milky Chance and Jungle. I'm going to have to look into them, get into that catalog, see what's good there. We talked all 90s hip-hop. Uh, we talked about music in the household and, and, and just Americana. That's a good, that's, I think, the first time somebody mentioned that. That, that is a genre, just the early American Americana, music. Americana, man, that, that, that 1950s cruise in my drop-top Corvair Camaro and just listen to great music. Excellent, excellent. Well, on top of great music, we talk great food on this podcast. So without a further ado, let's get into the Eats portion. This is Bruce Beats and Eats. You guys stay tuned. Bruce Beats and Eat the Podcast, and we have reached the pinnacle, the mountaintop. We have reached the Eat segment. This is where we take a, uh, we, we actually get to know, we take a dive, we actually get to know, we belly flop. Yeah, because this is a podcast that we're not very sophisticated. We, you know, we, we try to keep it classy, but it's more of a, a term than actually doing it. So this is where we belly flop <clears throat> into our guests' food cake. Um, you know, the food that they like, the food that they don't like, uh, what they can't go without, uh, what hits the spot after, you know, maybe uh, goes good with a beer, which actually, you know what? I'm going to start there, Alex, if you don't mind. Um, I'm going to go back to the peanut butter and jelly thing. Did you ever find yourself finding a combination between a, a peanut butter jelly and a, and a beer? What do you mean by a combination? Like a pairing? Like that, like a pairing. Like yeah, it went I well together. I pair a bunch of beers with, like, I, I worked with every single brewery there is in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. So I've done a bunch of beer festivals. I've done everything like that. And I've always done a billion pairings. I always get find, like, if I taste a beer, first of all, I always grab a beer, taste it. Okay. And then feel how my palates are and feel, well, like, I feel like it will go good for it. Those are things, I, I'll tell you this. I think that if you're drinking a beer, you're going to want something light. It's something like I, I could crush really fast, like uh, like uh, like half a sandwich or a taco or a pizza, a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things like it, beer is filling. Beer, beer is a filling thing. It has the four four things that you probably use in food most of the time. So it's one of those things that fills your stomach. That you know, I feel like you know you can't go wrong with a taco or like a, a, a PB and J, but a light like PB and J. Or imagine what you're eating. Imagine and what uh, that too. That imagine what point you are in your inebriation. Like you could be at the end of the ah. night that you used to eat some high ass shit, and then you're like, "Oh man, I can eat anything," and I make some crazy sandwiches. That, that's what the best part of my food truck used to be. It's like, "Oh man, I need this sandwich right now. I'm about to go head home and pass out." Okay, and that was the the perfect perfect accompaniment to that that night of drinking, yeah. and you like you're just you can one start more with stop. It, but like, I don't see you drinking that many beers after. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I know you mentioned earlier you got a, you got started. At a at a taco, you're working at a taco place doing the uh, doing dishes, and then you got it. You made it to the line. Um, you also talk Mexican food. So was that where the Mexican food? Yeah, um, I can see the, like, that came for that. Yeah, I for like Mexican food. I get it. I like it's kind of close to Cuban food, but it's super different in a lot of ways. Like Cuban food is it's seasoned in its own way, and Mexican food is more of a spicy way, and they use more yeah. peppers and stuff like that, which is which you don't which you don't find. 
You don't find in Cuban culture, no, Cuban no. cuisine, they got peppers like, over there. Have tacos peppers. and Cuban culture and stuff like that. Yeah, but I like tacos. I like I like I like flour tortillas. Corn tortillas are alright, but I'm a flour yeah. tortilla man. And like burritos and stuff like that, you can't go wrong with fajitas. Just smells amazing. It's one of those things okay. that you smell the smell of Mexican food and it empowers a whole room. Got you. And are you, are you talking about right down to the mole, or are you just talking? I don't even you know, like mole talk- that much. I like just everything: salsa, like the uh, sour cream, uh, guac, guacamole, like all that stuff that goes into it. It just it, it's great. It pairs great. The place to get tacos from. I know we mentioned tats, tats and tacos earlier. Uh, the spot Actually, that no, you they tats and tacos is the Fort Lauderdale one. Tacos and tattoos is the South. Tacos and tattoos. That's right. That's right. See, that's that's my Broward showing. That's yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite ones it, it, they have like four of them but they're amazing in miami and they have like a food truck too it's called cantina mexicano i'll say this okay That's, it's like chipotle but if chipotle made everything is not corporate and like not like okay it's always gonna be this like they make everything fresh and there's like like chipotle times like three like of ingredients okay. that you can throw in there and they'll make like everything in front of you like, if I got nachos, the nachos will have, like, 20 different things. And I can make it the way I want to make it. Like, nice. hey, like, can you put the beans now and, like, the chicken and meat after this and the cheese after this one? Like, you can layer it any way you want. Like, it's like creating your own masterpiece. Wow. Yeah, that, that is. And that's the, a lot of times, you know, I, I think they do their food a disservice when they just start you know, the like every the, time, and you're like, damn, bro. Yeah, thing, yeah, it's like it's piling on, and the and the, the structure's the same every, every time. Day. And yeah, these guys is like, oh man, fuck, this woman's working. I want the other woman that makes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's her. Turn around, turn yeah. around, go back. <laughs> but that's why you know it's good, man. That's like some shit. Like you're like, fuck, this shit's so fire. Every time I have to get. The- yeah, speaking of fire, what would your um, what would your ideal? Let's say you had a cheat day. You said you had 24 hours. To eat whatever it is that you wanted, what would that day look yeah, like? That's from what I start called yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. What did that look like? What did that sound like? I don't know. Uh, what was yesterday? I, I like. I like. Uh, I like. The, well, that, now this quarantine thing, I, I try to cook something for my family. So the yesterday okay. I made a full rack of ribs. I, I smoked it for five hours, and I I made a my famous. My family loves this. Is my fi- famous five cheese with corn and bacon mashed potatoes. What? Yeah. Yeah, five cheeses, bacon and corn into a mashed potato. What, what type of potato? Red there too. I, I, like my girlfriend loves it with chives. So I throw some chives on there. It's like a baked potato, but with everything on it. And then I just mix it all together. And then I add corn. Nice. And I I nice. the corn separately and make it its own thing. What? Yeah, if I'm that, gonna make something, that, I'm gonna make it with love. Yeah, that sounds unstoppable. What type of what type of potato? Red skin? We talking or just a regular? Uh, no, no, just a regular like Idaho potato. Yeah, like, yeah. But then I just start smashing it down forever. I want, I want like, it. Liquid. Oh, okay, okay, got you. Yeah, and this, I mean, you can't go wrong with potatoes and some ribs. Uh, that's no. that sounds like and the ribs. The ribs are like- literally like you try to grab the bone and it just falls off. You end up with just bone in your hand. Yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, what happens it's just to- the meat there on your plate, ready for you to just destroy. You go dry rub or do you go I, uh, I sauce? Do everything. I dry rub it first. Okay. And then and then and rub it all down and then and then foil it up, put it in there for four hours. Then I take it out and then I I, I make a barbecue sauce with a little spice in there and then stuff and then my own little contraption. And then I, okay. I, I then I put it on the grill and grill get a little crispy and 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 
rub it down with the barbecue sauce. Nice. It's a hybrid. That's not bad yeah, at all. Yeah, that's why I tell you. I, I, I like to see things and then make them better. Like, I, like, so, I, like one thing I do, and like my sister, my sister's amazing, 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 amazing cook. But, okay. but like she just kept you doing the same shit. And then I saw Gordon Ramsay. Uh, mm. recipe for turkey for Thanksgiving. Okay. And my sister doesn't talk to me this day because she, she's so butthurt that my Thanksgiving's better. <laughs> You've caused the risk. No, facts. That's all. She's like, how dare you? She got mad. She's butthurt. She hasn't talked to me in three years. No. Yeah. no. Over a turkey. Hey, you know what that means? She, she, over turkey. Over, she might. That's how fire my turkey is. Hey, I, hey, she might be in the dojo training, you know, for some time. And you yeah, never know, man. Was, Fourth year. I change it every year. Oh, so okay. Go Got you. That does, changes his, his technique. Yeah, switches it up because once you think you got the style style nailed down, and you you approach with a technique, and then he's and moved come out with the backhand. He moved on to the next one. That's it. Dope, <laughs> dope. Um, are you a big breakfast guy? Yeah. No, I don't eat breakfast as much. But like when I do, I do it right. Okay. okay what does that so look I like? I made for breakfast for my girlfriend's birthday. Her, she's seven days older than me, and she her birthday. Okay. So I just made a sick ass uh, breakfast. I got it from a little bit from her too. But she's a she's a chef too. She's actually a, a chef at uh, the main chef at um, Strange Bees. Oh, shouts to her. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I made uh, I I started I got croissants, and then I, I cut them down the middle and started making French toast croissants. With, mm, with okay. um, thick um, steak uh, bacon, with with uh, brown okay. sugar crust, and then I made uh, eggs with like two different cheeses and 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 minced ham, and uh, onions and peppers in it, and t- and a little Got sriracha, you. and then uh, what else did I put in there? I I I think it's it. I don't know. I, the, I, and then the kitchen. I just, I just see what's around. I'm like, I'm gonna make this better. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, I'm already, I'm already full just listening to you talk about it. I'm like, oh, you can't go wrong with the croissant French toast. Oh my god! First time, like, literally, like, uh, like crumbles in your mouth. I'll tell you this. Yeah. yeah. When I was in France for the first time ever, like, like in uh, January, I I ate like twelve croissants. Holy fucking shit! I thought croissants were good here. Like, you know, I love a good (laughs) croissant, bro. Shits on our croissants. Every croissant. You can go to a croissant no. in the airport. Shits on our croissants. No. Yeah, dude. It's like buttery goodness. It's just like, it literally <laughs> is like, like flakes into like, like a good filet mignon. Like one of those filet mignons that you just get a, a fork and you can cut it with the fork and it's just so buttery yeah. and just melts in your mouth yeah. like that. You don't, yeah, you don't have to put effort no, at no, all no, into no, enjoying no. it. It's like sad because like I'm in the airport like the shitty croissant. It's still better. Oh wow, man! And you know it's funny that I don't. I mean, I found out maybe about three years ago. I think like two or three years ago. I was sitting there watching Food Network or something, and it was one of those. It's uh, the best thing I ever ate or something like that. And one guy's describing this croissant he got in New York. They you know they fill it with a bunch of uh, like custard yeah, yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, the same thing there, but like just the normal croissant, just like ridiculous. And that was the first time I actually realized how they make croissant, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is just butter with a coating of breading." Yeah, like, dough, and the they fact- cut into the triangles and just roll it up. Yeah, and yeah, and they, and they just keep folding this dough over this I'll butter, and they in fold. France, it's just like it's an art. It's like what the fuck, and and and, and you know what's weird too? They literally like as meals. Like people just grab 
like little like it looks like it looks like a, a Puerto Rican bread, kind of like Cuban bread, but like okay. Puerto Rican bread, and then smaller, like little baguettes, and they just eat it mm. and fucking walk around with just that's what they, what they eat: water and a baguette, and you just walk around. Wow. Like, okay, you know, like two or three people. No, every motherfucker eats that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a staple in everybody's yeah, diet. Yeah, and like I'm like, bro, are we in Jesus Christ days? Like bread and water? <laughs> yeah, bread and water. Yeah. And they say uh, a, a man can't live off bread and water alone, Magic but apparently in France you can't for sure. 100%. Oh, oh damn. All right. Last question. Are you a, are you a sweets guy? Yeah. Okay. What what's something that you uh, like to indulge in? Ah. Uh. I don't even. Well, I, I love like our our ice cream shop, the, the one next to us that we like. Sweet okay. Melody, like seriously, he makes the craziest flavor, and he makes flavors like he just made a Tiger King flavor. He makes every- no, yeah, dude, this guy <laughs> just makes flavors like randomly. He he had this one for um Baby Yoda that was like a pistachio with candy ba- candy uh, bacon and walnuts. It was one of the best what? ice creams I, I ever had. Another one that he has <laughs> is Fruit Loops. And like I don't even like Fruit Loops. It's too sweet for me. And this fucking Fruit okay. Loops is a Fruit Loops and Flowers ice cream, and it's one of the okay. like every time I my, my girlfriend gets it for me, I, I crush it. It's a pint. I crush a pint like a fat ass. <laughs> like there, like there was a prize at the bottom of. There it. wasn't. I'll take that one. There was no prize. The only prize was gluttony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Fruit Loops ice cream. What color is that ice cream? So it's a pink, like as ice cream, because okay. it's like Fruit Loops and flour, and then every chunk of it okay. is like a bunch of different flavors that you like. Literally, get chunks of Fruit Loops out of it. Ah, okay. You know, then that's already an upgrade. Because the reason I'm asking was because the first time I had a Fruit Loop flavored ice cream was at um, uh, oh man, oh Insomnia Cookies, Insomnia Cookies in Orlando. Uh, was visiting my son. He was going to school at UCF. And uh, when I'm up there, I said, hey, look, there's an insomnia. We pull up and we were ordering cookies. And I look over at the ice cream uh, display and there's a blue tub of ice cream. And I asked him, hey, what's that blue tub over there? And he goes, oh, do you like Fruit Loops? And I was like, yeah. And he goes over, gets a spoon. And, and I was like, wow, this is really good. But you don't, I was wondering, I'm trying to figure out where did the blue come from? That's, and that's, you definitely, that's food color. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because I definitely didn't, I didn't encounter any actual bits of fruit. Hey, that, it did have the fruit. Like, if you're a watch, if you like, seriously, follow Sweet Melody, and you can watch them. They pour, they like, literally make, like, a, 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 a whole tray of the Fruit Loops, but, like, mixed in with, like, uh, like chunks of Fruit Loops and, like, everything that's supposed to be in there. And then they chop into little pieces, and then they, they pour the ice cream, and you can see them just pouring the chunks of ice cream. They sell out every day of the ice cream, like, what do they make? They have to keep – they. it's so busy that they, they, they have to hire – they literally just hire somebody to work overnights because they run out every flavor. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. They were in the Miami Herald. They were in a bunch of magazines. Very, very, like, amazing ice cream. And I really like, Tom, I'm, Tom. Not, I'm not the biggest sweets person, but so far. Yeah, that sounds like good company to have in the same oh, plaza. Yeah, no. uh, and the, the owner, Mike, is the most awesome, humble human being there is. So much success to Mike, then, for sure, for sure. Um, the only downside about that is, Alex, is that I'm going to have to take another trip down there. because uh, that's not a downside. That sounds like amazing vacation. Yeah, yeah, a staycation within the state on a weekend. Another trip to West Kendall, pick up more beers. I'll tell you this: if you're gonna come here, then you need to go to Spanish Marine, 
and you need to go to um, Unseen Creatures. Because if you're already here in Kendall, you're going to hit up these, these, yeah. these breweries. They're all friends of ours. Okay. And they all both, all of them have amazing beers. Like I have right now, like I just had a drink from Spanish Marine. There's Social Distancing IPA. It's 9%. It's a double IPA. And it's super funny, the logo. It's literally a girl like slapping guys away from DMing her. <laughs> yeah, that's creative. Yeah, and that's creative. Creatures, that's the owner, Marcos, he's awesome too. And they literally just opened, like, unfortunately, like, Space Marine got to open it way before that, but like, um, Unbranded and Unseen Creatures, they had to, they opened like a, like a month before this shit happened. And like, they, they yeah. know how much publicity yeah. they are. They're great human beings. As our Miami community, we actually like to promote each other and like be in the community and like share about what we're about. We all talk about each other. We all serve amazing beer and we're all like, you know, collaborating and like being about the community. That's, and that's the way it should be, man. You, you know, you, you're not going to grow. You can grow by yourself, but it's the lonely, uh, lonely spot to be with it. Be at if you do it on yeah. your own. I mean, like I went to, I went to some West Palm Beach breweries. I'm not going to name names or nothing. Like that. But like I, when I felt there and when I went there, it didn't feel like, uh, like, like they were with each other, it wasn't feel like 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 they were doing their own thing and like you know I, I used to like promote my PB and J thing and I would put stickers everywhere, and they they didn't like promote other companies they were not like that. Well, that's why that's why you guys got a, a handle on things. You're doing it right. I got yeah. I, I'm gonna have to plan a a, a a pretty much a tour of uh, West Kendall, Spanish Marie, Unseen Creature, definitely Sweet Melody. That's all gonna be in the works there, man, Alex. You took the time. You sat down. You talked to me. We discussed, you know, you. We got to know you, your journey through food and beer. We talked about beers, what Strange Beast offers, what you enjoy. We talked about music. Got that done. Uh, checked that off the box, and we just discussed food. I mean, we've done everything. We, we completed it. You made it through, Alex. Thank you for having me, man. It was a great time. I, it was a pleasure. It was a blessing. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Dope. So dope. Uh, before I... Uh, before I let, let, let I go, I mean, again, you guys got to get out there. Strange Beast Beer. If you're already on the south end of things, make sure you stop. Grab a pizza. The pizza was great. Ice cream, apparently, next door. There's plenty of beer. And support your local breweries. Like like Alex said, a lot of these places are opening up, and it just happened to be the timing. But they still do offer a plethora of beers. Make sure you get out there, support, you know, you know, bolster the community. That's what we need at this time. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> No, no problem. Like I always say at this time, Bruce Beeson Podcast, thank you again for tuning in yet another week. My listeners, I'd like to thank my guest again, Alex, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy, tell somebody. You can keep up with me at Bruce Beats, the letter N eats. You can keep up with Alex at Thank you, Alex. Miami 305. Make sure you get out to Strange Beast Beer. Follow Strange Beast Beer. Everybody we've mentioned, show them some love, get out there, see what they have to offer, and then actually go see what they have to offer. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Um, no problem. Um, that's pretty much a wrap. Oh, and for everybody who's listening to now, make sure you go check out my man, Mirror Melt. He's dropping a new album this week. It's called End All, Be All on some old experimental trip hop, dope fusion sounds. Previous guests, Bruce Beats and East Alumni, my man, Brother Mike, a.k.a. Mirror Melt. Make sure you go check it out. It's end all, be all on all streaming platforms. Let me know what you think. Again, another week, another episode. Y'all be safe. Peace.
My favorite type of beer is IPAs. I can't go wrong with them. I'm li- I like more a hazy, juicy IPA. I'm actually sipping on one right now. It's a brand new one from Unbranded Brewery. It's a brand new brewery in Hialeah. They just opened right before, unfortunately, before this Corona thing. But they're, they, they've been open and brewing for a long time. Uh, cool story about Unbranded is that their brewery is actually, they are their families, uh, the name Maverick comes from their family. It's uh, the, they're, they're um, cattle farmers that they never branded their cattles. So they, wow. um, th- yeah, so they, they have like Texas crazy cattle money. And mm. it's pretty cool that their family is actually, because they're Mavericks of the, of the cattle game. And that's how wow. the word Maverick came out. Wow. So that, that's where the, or the origin of the word. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. And then they uh, found themselves in Hialeah. Yeah, in Hialeah, right there. It's crazy where they are. It's, a, it's, it's not the best location, but they're doing great. They, do, they make fire beer. I'm, I'm having their new one right now. It's a Juicy Pale Ale. It's called El Brujo. And it has, okay. and it has like, like a Brujaria thing for like Hialeah. Got you, got you. Okay. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of albums that are so good. One of my favorites of all time is probably uh, Sublime, 40 Ounces of Freedom. That's you can't go wrong with that one. Um, that's one of my one of my top ten albums. Kanye's graduation. Mm. Um, what else? The black album and the blue album of Jay Z. Mm. Nas Illmatic, Stillmatic. It's one of those things that I have my artist that I just I love their Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP, the the first and second LP are, are great. So yeah, I like mostly like that. Uh, you know what? I've been cooking for a long time, and I don't know why, but I love Mexican food. And Mexican food is just like one of those things that you just like really be creative with it. Don't get me wrong. I had a PB and J truck, and I had you know I people think my is my favorite food, but no, I love I love Mexican food. Like you can really get creative with that, and like make crazy like spices or uh, like sweet spicy and crazy things with that 